voice, music, talk, and nothing but business with your hosts, Chris Natalie and Nick Michaels. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is episode 11. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. Hello, everyone. And I am Mick Michaels. Welcome back to another exciting episode in space. Yes. How you doing, Chris? How I'm you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. How about you, bro? I am doing very good. Very good. Good. Very good. 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 We have a series of nice days ahead of us, some 70 degrees and 70-some yes. degrees. Seriously, right? Like I was freezing over the weekend, and now yeah. it's going to be—you uh, will not freezing for fall, and now it's going to be like seventy degrees this weekend. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's just <laughs> like you know—I know they used to call it something, and I don't think we can say that anymore because it's politically incorrect. But no, uh, usually, you get that in October. But hey, I'll take it now. I get to mow my lawn one last time for the season, <laughs> and then it's full board xmas for me baby <laughs> full board i'm bringing out my blow up grinch and snowman i may even i may even take out my saw and make some wooden stuff just for the hell of it I, you know what i mean listen what? man we, we all have to have something bro if that's your thing god bless you man an army of santa claus <laughs> so you know what i mean but listen i did you know and i know you love october you love halloween i do have a thing that i've been doing for a lot of years with my family we watch um a ton of halloween shows and uh movies we have them every night and we've been doing it years ago i used to say man i don't you know they do the 25 days of christmas why don't they do 31 days of halloween or 13 days of halloween i was saying this back in the 90s you know my kids were really little but we always would watch movies, you know, like as much as we could. And now, you know, they do it on TV. I mean, yep, AMC yep. does it and yep. Freeform or whatever it is called now does it, you know. So if they want to send us any money um, for those ideas that I gave away <laughs> years ago, please do. You can send it to PayPal via the Cosmic Voice. <laughs> Look at that. Let me, let me know. Yeah, I'll done. let you know when that happens. <laughs> I may be dead by that point, but, you know, so... All right, let's get into the action. We got another question from a listener. Her name is Anna. Anna gives us a smoke and loaded question. This is a heavy, multi-tiered, multi-level question. I'm going to do my best to read it off here. Her question goes, how do you ID trends both musically and production-wise? And how do you determine if they are the right fit for your band and music? How do you know when it's time to reinvent yourself considering trends? And how true do you stay to your original sound and image? Whew. I got to get something to drink just reading that. <laughs> and while I do, Mr. Natalini, you can start. Well, first of all, thank you for the question. Um, as always, appreciate it. You know, Mick, we had talked about this last week and, you know, we had spent a little time kind of going over these this question or these questions, you know, after my head was spinning from the questions. Yeah, I really. Literally, I literally just sat back, Mick, and, and you know, honestly, in, in all of the years that I have been doing this, I have always played a certain kind of metal. So I could pretty much tell you that I have never, ever worried about trends i've never worried about reinventing myself or the band that i was in we've never even considered trends I, I, and i think just with being true to an original sound and image 
it just kind of came natural. I don't know if we ever thought about it. Now, there have been times where, I guess if you think, you know, with certain metal, as strange as it is to say now in 2020, you can say that there are trends in metal. You can always tell a certain genre of music by looking at the guys in the band. Not all the time, but sometimes you could say by the way they dress. Sure. You know, and then that could just be me just showing my age. But I can honestly say, I don't think I have ever worried about trends or staying true. I, I just did what I always love to do in that kind of music. So I really just, I don't know. I've always, I've always had a path and I've always followed it. And I've never wavered from that path. Maybe I should have at times, but you know, right now, like in our very, very first episode, and even, I think even in our episode with James, we talked about people's version of perfection and success and what I have done, uh, you know, I'm very blessed at what I've got to do. And, and to me, that's just a success, you know, and I've never, I've never wavered from anything that I've done. You know, maybe in my band, we've tried different bands. We, through the years, maybe we tried something new or something different, but we, it was never a calculated move. It was just something that we kind of created. And that's just the way it came out, maybe by something that someone was listening to, or maybe lyrics kind of changed that music or uh, kind of directed a song to go in a certain direction. But um, yeah, man, I can honestly say I have never worried about trends or reinventing myself and then just stay true to who I was and what I believed in and just hope that the people that I surrounded myself with agree. And, you know, we've all been on that same page. Yeah, that's, that's some good insight. I have some similar thoughts along those lines. I had been thinking about it as well. I had been going over it for several days because it is such a multi-layered question. There are several questions within. They all do yeah. relate to one another. Yes, But sure. I wanted to, you know, like I wanted to try to take it and look at it from a different viewpoint okay. or different viewpoints if I could. Okay. So let me go and kind of step on the same path that you did. Anybody who's ever listened to my music knows that I do not follow the trends. I mean, I have a niche type of writing style. I write very old school, late seventies, early eighties type of metal. I mean, that's kind of where my head is. I'm, I just told my daughter, I think I'm still, it's still 1988 to me in some <laughs> regards. So I had never really been one to follow the trends either. I was aware of them. There was things that I did like about certain trends. Like say, again, during the eighties, I did the same. I know uh, we, I, we all did. And anybody that says they didn't is probably a full, like, you know, full of it. I mean, in the eighties, I wore spandex. I used oh, hair yeah, spray. Sure. I did not do makeup. Nothing worse than makeup on a not-so-good-looking guy. It worked for Brett Michaels. Well, come on, you know what I mean? If I looked like <laughs> Brett Michaels back then, I would have done it as well. <laughs> but if you look like me, that's not what you wanted to do. So I tried to just fluff up my hair and hide as much as my face as we I look, possibly We look could. more like Dee Snyder. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, you know, and Dee was six-something, and it worked. I'm the size of a hobbit. It just don't work, okay? I mean, I'm just, you know, come on, all right? So I never really followed the trends, though I was, you know, I mean, I wore denim, I wore leather, I did those type of things, because as Chris was saying, they were the times. So sometimes trends dictate what the fashion is, what the style is, what the yes. look is, sometimes the attitude. And you're growing up in those times. If you're developing in those times, you're part of those times, right? That's kind of like, you know, in the 50s, people wore platform shoes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. They had their hair yep. in a, you know, whatever they called that thing. I can't remember. Every era has that. 
is that following the trends? Yeah, maybe to some degree, but at the same time, it's the calling card of that decade or that era or that time in space, right? So that's one kind of trend and you can decide if you want to take that into your art. And some people do, they ride with it. You know, like when the new wave of British heavy metal was really storming in, leather and studs was the way to go. Now you can read up on that and who pushed it and who, you know, where it actually came from and all that stuff, it, you know, whatever the case may be. But that became synonymous with the look. And then sooner or later, the denim look started coming in. And then, you know, everybody was super high glam. And then that next album, everybody was deniming back down and becoming the cowboy look. Yep. And then thrash guys were doing the, uh, you know, the the cord, the gray cords, black pants or the um, flannel shirts. Mm-hmm. Right. Which carried yep. over into mm-hmm. alternative grunge yep. and stuff yep. like that. You know, prior to that, the, the stoner crowds were that. I don't know if you could say stoner crowds. Again, it's politically incorrect, but they call it stoner metal, stoner rock. Right. So do we all follow trends? Yeah, absolutely. Most people don't wear platform shoes and bell bottoms anymore. Right. right. Because. Though it is, it, you can find it, you can find remnants of it in our culture today, in fashion and stuff, but primarily that isn't the look, right? Right. There are some retro looks coming back. So do we all follow trend chant to some degree? How many people, raise your hand, still have their members only jacket? <laughs> because the police are coming for you. <laughs> so you, you see what I mean? There are some trends that we do follow. Now, if you want to flip that, because they talked about, you know, musically and production wise. Yes. If you're going to follow some trends production wise, it's like most people don't do analog anymore. Right. Right. So the trend was to go digital. Now it's like you have to go digital because the other stuff is becoming almost impossible to to work with for most people. Right. Unless you've been able to maintain or you have a lot of money to get a studio like that or go to a studio. Yeah. So there are some things that when the trends or the you know times change things upgrade like engineering like recording techniques mastering techniques different performing techniques equipment years ago chris you remember in the 80s early 90s you would bring as much equipment to a show as possible absolutely two double stacks double bass drum 16 mounted toms 25 cymbals you know this that you know there was column speakers you know they were taller than me they were you know seven foot tall whatever nowadays you got guys that bring uh you know an eight inch speaker and and a little (laughs) box that has the power to blow your ears off and they let the sound system do the rest so now that's a trend times have changed you don't see drummers that often or ever coming in with double bass kits and 16 mounted toms and 55 cymbals some of these guys are playing practically nothing how you package all that together yeah i mean that's a trend bands today are different than bands when you and i were 16 17. Mm -hmm. social media was you yell out the window like rocky did hey yo father you know what i mean and that's what you did i got a show tonight you coming what do you mean you're not coming what's your problem you just be here right and that kind of thing that was the way you did it you know technology definitely is something that followed trends and i think has benefited us and I think it's made things better. Now, again, I'm not sure if I'm answering the question. You took an interesting uh, way of it. Like I said, I was breaking it down over the past couple of days. And let me take this from a couple different perspectives. You are listening to The Cosmic Voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. We've been talking a lot about running your band like a business. So there's tactics and strategies on how to run your business. 
right? Which of how do you want to run your band? So there's certain ways to approach social media. There's certain ways to approach marketing and promoting your material. You know, some things are more accessible than they ever were for anybody. You know what I mean? A lot of in-house stuff can be done. I mean, if people could go back in time and either remember or be privy to what we didn't have back in the mid to late 80s, you'd be like, man, how did bands even survive? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was not as easy as you think. But in some regards, and you and I have talked about this even off air, there was things that were a lot easier than they are now. Oh, God, yeah. You know, like nowadays, you can't play the same venue twice in one week. We're back in the 80s, 70s. You could be booked at a venue three, four nights in a row. Yeah. you could, And at those same venues, you could go on at 12, 1 in the morning, and people are going to be there. Now, if you're not on before 11, forget it. Right. I just did an interview the other day, and we were talking about Sunday shows. And I said, you know, back in the day, you know, the Empire used to run an all-ages oh. show on Sunday, and the place was packed. Dude, I go, packed, bro. Packed. Unbelievably packed. You'd be standing out outside in the line. Yep. for an hour before the place opens, right? Yep, definitely. And nowadays, you're lucky you get three other people besides the sound man on a Sunday night. Yeah. And nobody stays past nine o'clock. And yeah. I mean, not now, you know, in a perfect world, non-COVID, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. times have changed and trends have gone that way too, where people now don't want to go out and do those type of things. Yeah. So some other things that I was going through with the trends Going back to, I was never one to, I never wrote commercially sound material. Right. Mainstream felt material. I never had a knack for it. For years, I couldn't write a, a sing-along chorus if you, if, you, if you paid me or threatened me. It just couldn't <laughs> do it. Years I went through, there was no chorus. So that in itself, even in the days of the 80s when I did the Hairspray and the, the Spandex and all, we just did, we liked all those bands, those kind of bands and variety bands, but we never sounded like them. Yeah. We were much heavier and, you know, never really thought about it. I just figured we were in the music. Right. You know, we were all part of this culture, this world, and we were all doing as much of our own thing as possible. And we didn't necessarily see the differences in it because everybody there was an acceptance. And I've um, talked to artists that, you know, that were during that time and, and they talked about how, you know, bands supported one another, where today there isn't a lot of that band to band no. support. Nope. There's not a lot of band to band interaction. It really yeah. is every band for themselves. I yep. get that to some degree. I really do. I mean, it's just the way it works. However, back then, I mean, you could hear stories like, you know, Bon Jovi, you know, bringing Cinderella up and bringing, uh, you know, the promise that John made the snake saying that, you know, you know, if we one of us makes it before the other, we'll get the other one, you know, and that's yep. what they yep. did. It was, there was a lot of that camaraderie. Joey Belladonna talks about it in an interview that I've done with him, and he says the same thing. And it's like, I remember that. I was on a different level, of course, back then, but I do remember that among the bands. I mean, you and I did a lot of that back then, too. So yeah. it was, you know, so we shared a lot of it. But nowadays, it's way different. Now, it could be different because I'm much older. I'm in a different area of the scene than, say, the younger crowd. But I see it. I see it at enough shows. I played enough shows that it's not like that. And it, it's across the board. And, sad, you know, sadly, when there is that camaraderie, it's a click. Yes, you know, it's, it's a click. A click of a few yep. bands. It's not. It's not this big gang of bands from all over. It's this little yep. click from you know from spots. Right. 
yeah, and it's always the same bands playing over and yeah. over again, yeah. and, and you, they're usually in a click with a promoter or a venue. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and it makes it very difficult because if you don't play ball or stroke someone's ego in a certain way, you're always going to be on the outside. And you know what? That's okay with me. For me, that's okay. Yeah, and if, yeah. that, if that's a trend that you have to follow, that's one that I'm not interested in. Right, right. Right, and I, I think you would agree. Yeah, so totally agree. if you're going to follow trends in music... The problem I see with that is if you're following the trends, you're already behind the eight ball. It's like technology. The technology that you have actually now is already outdated. Yep. Right? Because in six months, it's going to be something else. So if you buy a computer today, six months, you might as well, you know, just throw it out the window. Now, unless you're me, you're still holding on to your uh, 2001 XP unit and, uh, you know, you're, you're doing all you can to keep that son of a bitch cranking. Right? I got, I got hamsters and... Do you still have web TV? <laughs> no, I don't have web TV. <laughs> My daughter wouldn't allow it. I got more streaming <laughs> services than I even... I, don't, I have no idea how to use the remote control. I, how do you get this? Well, Dad, you can talk into the, the thing now. I go, well, what button I press? The microphone. Some musician I am, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's a trend. I, I remember three stations in UHF. <laughs> got it <laughs> and then you know and then uh six hours of the brady bunch would play that's right that's right yeah it's a story <laughs> all right so back to this so if you're following trends musically wise like you know what what you're hearing on the radio you're already outdated yeah man for sure man for sure yeah um, and that's a difficult race to chase, man. It really is because those guys, you know, that was that cutting edge scene, people that were in the trenches. And I don't think that those people necessarily are thinking, oh, I'm going to start a trend. Oh, I'm going to start a revolution type of thing. They are just kind of either shooting from the hip, trying whatever they can, throwing it as many as many things at the wall to see what sticks. Or they're just letting their inner creativity just pop out right and i think yeah. any of those bands that were doing that or are doing that or come out and do that i think they're the people that set those trends or change or raise the bars but they don't i don't think they go out and do that like i mean think about this when lady gaga hit the scene right it was like people were like wait a minute what is this it's kind of uh, uh, and I know I was on that one side where like, oh, man, she's a little too oddball for me. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I wasn't getting that whole thing. And then yeah. I actually heard her on the Howard Stern show and she did an uh, acoustic version. I wasn't really acoustic. She played the piano hmm? and she I can't remember the song. And I, I was just like, I was like, oh, my God. Away, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. was what what I was I was overlooking it because I was seeing something that I I just was, you know, again, yeah. I was like, what am I? You know, yeah. and then from that point on, everything that I heard from that point on and going even back, I was like, and she's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, she's got this whole thing. And I get it. That's that was a time when you had to make the connection to people. You had to yeah. tell the story. and all. But as a as an artist, phenomenal. Yeah. Right. But there hasn't been anybody since like that. Right. You see what I mean? And no, I think 100 percent, bro. Yeah. And and I think now because so much is being done and repeated and repeated and beat to a, you know, a pulp, you're going to see them not as often. 
as you were doing. I mean, you think about it, like, you know, you had like the Beatles, Stones, Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, The Doors, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath. All these bands were popping out like from 62 and on, right? And you can, and every couple of years you can and, and kiss and, and so on and so forth. And it just kept popping. And then, but in the past few years, like in the past few, when I say the past few years, you say the tw past 20 years, name me, you know, five, six people yeah. that, you know, artists that have really changed, you know, 78, then you got Van Halen. These are artists that wound up changing how things then were done as they follow. Now, I know you can get some younger people and probably producers that, well, this person's doing this and this person's doing that. Yeah, but no in my opinion, right? When, you know, when Eddie Van Halen's passing rocks the world, that's a sign to say, listen, and there's there's guitar players that are now, you know, shredding a hundred times faster than he ever did. Yeah. And they're playing more notes than you can shake a stick at. However, you know, and everybody has their favorite, but the norm now for guitar playing in metal is blazing as fast as you can as many notes as fast as you can and let the the effects do the rest in a sense like they they pick up the sound and create this and create that so i don't know maybe i'm talking a little too much out of place here but that's what i think because i usually ask in the cosmic view i ask the question what do you consider to be a trendsetter is there a difference between someone who sets trends and someone who follows trends a lot of people and they don't know each other, they answer it very similar, saying, you know, the people that create these trends, for the most part, they're not calculated. They don't know that they're creating these trends. They're just kind of in that core of their creation, and they're sharing it with the rest of us, and then it's almost how we take it as the listener. So I think what you were saying, you know, about being, because I actually have that in my notes too, like you gotta be honest with yourself, trust in your decisions, Right. And then kind of you got to go with them. You got to give them a chance. If you're flip flopping, if you're one of those artists that, OK, this week I'm doing this, this week I'm doing that this week. You know, it's like, you know, in the early 90s, they had that entrepreneur thing going on. One week you're doing 900 numbers and next week you're doing vending machines. The following week you're pimping out your dog and then uh, then you're trying to sell space on your grandmother's ass at the bus stop. So, you know, all to make a buck and you're not giving yourself enough time or yeah. the idea to kind of, you know, percolate. Yeah. So, yeah. I and agree. I think, yeah, so it's, it's basically if you stay to the course, let's see what happens and then tweak it from there. I think you should be aware of what trends are, but I don't think that you should put so much stock into them that you're going to allow them to have you become something you're not. Yes. Does that agree. make sense? Yeah, totally. 100%. I totally agree. Again, as I was thinking through this, that third part of the question was like, when do you know it's time to reinvent yourself considering the trends? Well, if what you're doing isn't working, well, then I don't know if reinventing is the way to say it, but maybe that's the time to make things different, make a change. Like if you're feeling you're in a rut, or you're feeling stuck, well, then maybe a change is, is in order. And that, that has nothing to do with just music. That's in life every day, right? I mean, if you're mm -hmm. in a, a dead-end relationship, a dead-end job, I mean, right? Didn't it used to be a commercial on, on the on the UHF? Are you in a dead-end job? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. 
they actually give you time to answer on your couch. <laughs> you weren't thinking you, about it. You're like, huh, am yeah. I? Yes, yeah. I am. And then they go, you too can drive the big rigs. <laughs> so, and I always have, yeah, man, man, man. You know what I mean? I wanted my Smokey in the bare handle. You know, if the old way isn't working any longer, maybe it is time for a change. If you want to call the reinventing of yourself, we'll do it. You know, you know who was the queen of reinventing herself? Madonna. Every, every album, it was a new look. And each time she set a precedence, she raised the bar, she changed fashion. She changed the way her audience reacted to it, right? They, she went from that, I don't know what it was, that lace type of stuff, you know, like a virgin type thing. And then all of a sudden she took the whole Marilyn Monroe thing to Vogue to somewhere different. And then she was, you know, teetering between that sexuality, male, female, am I, ain't I, I'm, I'm in, I'm out. I was, you know, doing the Kevin Klein thing in and out, in and out. So, you know, I, I don't know, you know, there's some movie references, go figure it out. I think, you know, being artists, trying something new, I think that should be part of what we do. That's part of a business model. I mean, you're not doing, I know I'm not, and I know you're not, you're, you're not doing the same thing you did in 2000. And you're no, not doing the same no. thing you did in 1990, right? No. Are no, you? Or maybe, are or you, maybe not. Maybe not approaching it the same way. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again Correct. and getting the same result and nothing yeah. happening, right? So, so to speak. We may have the same goal. We may have the same drive. We may have the same thought pattern in way we present ourselves. You know, like belief, our belief system. However, that can be tweaked too. Like some things that we thought were correct and we find out, hey, they're not correct. Right. You know, so I think trying something new, whether it's trying something new in terms of how you write and compose and arrange, maybe like, hey, throwing in some keyboards. Nothing wrong with that. No. Okay. Well, um, different Van Halen. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, absolutely. They had a second guitar player. Yeah. You know, so which changes the dynamic of things. So, I mean, yeah, there's all different things that you could do. Here's a story. I think I used this analogy once before in a, in a previous episode, but I actually went back to school for music business for a while because I felt like I was kind of repeating the same thing. You write a bunch of songs, you record a bunch of songs, you put them on an album, you release the album, you play a bunch of shows. Right. And you start all over again. <laughs> there was like some disconnect about how to go about promoting it, how to about going marketing in the new world, right? It worked for a while in one era, but as the world changed, as the music listener changed, those things had to change. So. I had to learn different promoting techniques, different strategies and tactics. Another thing I had to learn is that the importance of that contact list. Now we talked about this before. This was in a mini cast. Let's, let's just on an even plane here. Everybody has good intentions. Everybody wants to make things, you know, as positive as they possibly can. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to happen. Right. Everybody has the greatest intentions in the world. My mother didn't want me to get cold and sick. And so she would wrap me up in scarves and hats and, and, and none of it matched and big hand me down, you know, so, you know, and, and you could, you're like this and the mummy and like, you couldn't, you know, God forbid I had to go to the bathroom cause I couldn't do it. So it's just kind of like right there. Right. She had the best intentions, but maybe she didn't figure it out. Like those, uh, those plaid pants with, with that striped shirt and with the giant collar that my brother wore in 64 didn't really work out 
too well in 75 for me, right? <laughs> but I want you to look good for the school pictures. I'm paying for it. <laughs> yeah, all right. I, I'd rather wear a bag over my head than wear this clown costume. <laughs> you know, I had to learn that my contact list had to get better, had to get stronger. To make my business stronger, that had to get stronger. That was a trend, right? It, it was a business trend, a quality business trend. There are those companies that, you know, the, what are they, like the booking companies for bands, you know, that everybody, right? Their bylines tell you, have each one of your band members ask five family members, ask five friends, have those family members and friends ask five people and so on and so forth. All of a sudden you got a hundred tickets sold. Really? Right, really? Right, right. We, we'd, we'd all have packed houses. Maybe for the first show, maybe for the second show, third show on, you might as well forget it, crickets. Yep, yep, exactly. E even if you're giving them away. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, all right. Uh, I got stuck at the Wawa. <laughs> I liked watching is it the... Is it raining out? No, I won't Yeah, is that. it raining? Wait a minute. Oh, that was today? Oh, uh, where's my shoes? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I can't, I, I'm washing clothes. Really, dude? Washing clothes? You know, so you see what I mean? Like, that's a trend that worked, like, you know, back in 1955. It may not be working today in 2020. However, people are still using it as a model because it's an easy sell. Because somebody knew it, to go, oh, yeah. No, five times five times five. Oh, my God, I got all my tickets sold and I made some money and I'm playing in a packed house. Right. Right. So sometimes you got you got to change that a little. Like I did with this question, I took on new perspectives. I took it from a different angle. You know, something else that, you know, meeting new people. Another way, you know, you can increase your contact list. You can change the promoting of your band that way. I mean, that's a trend. You know, nowadays with social media, uh, they want you to, bands, artists, they want you to interact on a personal level with all your fans. I just did an interview. The band had said, like, back in the MySpace days, they had, I don't know, 20, 30,000 people on there, and they, they only knew maybe 300, 400 people. Mm. Now, they on Facebook, they have a much smaller number, and between all the band members, they can say that they know every single one of those people. Right. They've talked right. to them, they conversate. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But they found that, this is, and again, I'm going on what they said, they found that sales are better, interactions better. Yeah, I mean. uh, People at the shows are better, right? And you you I often say, you know, we're just trying to pick up that one fan every time yeah. we make a connection with them. So that's a new trend that's yeah, working true. for people. So yeah, again, if you feel good about it, if it's not a struggle, if, you, if you're kind of like, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure, well, then maybe it's not the thing to do. You have to kind of do it and say, listen, I don't know how it's going to turn out. But I feel I should be doing this or at least give it a shot. Give it a give it the old college try. See how it turns out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And how do you stay true to yourself? How true do you stay to your original sound and image? Well, again, I think that's being honest with yourself. If you're doing something that isn't working, say you're kind of making music and only you like it. Like you've already put it out there. You've, you've done some shows and you're not seeing a response. Well, maybe it does need to be a tweaking. I, I guess it also depends on what your final goal is. Like, what, you right. know what I mean? Like, what are you trying to accomplish at the end of the day? And you know that should kind of dictate 
how you maneuver through things you know like like Mick had said if it doesn't work then you change but is it really like it, it really kind of depends on what your end result wants to what you, what you want your end result to be right and just because it isn't working doesn't mean that it won't work That's you right. gotta ask yourself am i doing it correctly am i shortcutting stuff am i not really putting the time or effort in this is why I'm saying if you flip-flop on things, you never give it a, like you're a hodgepodge, I can do, I'll do it for this for two weeks, I'll do this for two weeks. So you're trying to get all this experience, but you never really get any substance. And right. it's better to be good at one thing than to kind of like, you know, hodgepodge through about five or six other things and nothing ever really has any true substance to it. And I think that's what's important. This is where this led me. The trend today, and we're all part of it, we almost been forced to do it. The trend is, is we've been forced to do it, that an artist wears 5,000 hats. You're an artist, you're a composer, you're a writer, you're an engineer, you have the master, you're the producer, you're the art director, you know, you're the promotions guy, you're the marketing guy, you're the PR, you know, you're doing all this stuff. You're writing your press and you're doing, a, you're the staff writer, you're doing everything. You're trying to figure out how to finance stuff, your merchandise, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that's the trend to wear as many hats as you possibly can. And now we're all forced into almost hodgepodge because right. you can't be good at every single thing. Right. It's impossible. It really is. I mean, we can't give 100% without dividing it, right? You got five things and you can't give 100% to everything at the same time. It's impossible. Right. So that's a trend that we've all been forced to do, given the state of the world, the power of the Internet, the power of being an indie artist to maintain our own rights. Mm -hmm. Right. For yep. us to keep those rights, we got to do a whole heck of a lot more to maintain yep. that. So there's a balance there. And that's what I mean about taking on that perspective. Don't flip flop so much because in that flip-flopping, if I'm constantly flip-flopping, there's the possibility of me dropping the ball. Yep. There's a time when that ball is in neither hand. You go with something, listen, you know, you, you make your bed, you sleep in it. That's the way it is. If you, like we talked before, you make a mistake, well, you learn from it. It's an education, you, you go past it. Stay the course, be true to yourself. That's the best I can say. Yeah, if you're true to yourself, even if your sound changes or your image changes, it's still you. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, we've seen we've seen that with ours. I'm going to use Madonna again. We still knew it was Madonna. There yeah. was something about, yes, each time she came differently, but she still had that attitude, that essence of what Madonna was. Her name actually took on a different context as her image changed. Yep. Right. Yep. Prince, the same thing. He constantly changed his look, but there was still something about him that was the him. same. Yep. yep. Yeah. Michael Jackson as well. I know I know some of these artists aren't probably as you know popular today or people not even sure about them. But again, these were people that changed the industry in such a way that, you know, their music is still being heard today. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like Elvis Presley, another guy, right? I mean, God, when, when he did his comeback in, what was it, 68 or something on TV and he had the leather jumpsuit, all of a sudden, I mean, that leather jumpsuit inspired Susie Quattro to wear her thing, which right. inspired... Joan Jett to wear right. that, which right. inspired the romantics The mm -hmm. you know, and we can go down the line Rob Halford, you know, yep. I mean, yep. let's, you know, come on. So you see how it's a domino effect. I'm sure Elvis Presley didn't go, 
you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to wear my leather tonight and I'm going to change the world. No, he just put on something because he looked good in it. And somebody goes, yo, bud, you look good. All right, let's hit this. And then all of a sudden you got all these people that were excited by it. And it just kind of trickled down. So, you know, I mean, that's someone who is being true to themselves, being who they are, doing what they do. There's an honesty in that. I agree. There really agree. is. Like, if you've ever seen that, now, again, I wasn't born yet when Elvis did that comeback, but I have seen the film. Mm -hmm. There was an honesty about his performance that night. He had kind of hit, not a rough patch, but he kind of had fallen out of the pop culture thing. He got so trapped into movies in the early 60s and all that, that there was an honesty. There was like the real human artist was right there. And yeah. that's what made, you know, and I think that's kind of, that's that true essence. You, you can change yourself. You can, you can reinvent yourself, whatever you want to call it, your sound, your image, whatever. But I think if you still maintain some of that, who you really are, that manufactured artist that we have been seeing pretty much through the whole industry for years, but really by the end of the nineties onward, they've manufactured artists that have come and go, come and gone, come and gone. You know what I mean? I don't know what the hot songs are today because none of them are sticking that long. They're on the charts, they're gone. They're on the charts, they're gone. They're on the charts, they're gone. They're manufactured. They're not really their true person. I think that's where following the trends is going to lose an artist because then it, it affects the music. It affects your longevity. It affects your inspiration. Maybe this whole thing has taken a complete turn for the worse, but you know, this podcast about what we're talking about, or maybe we're someplace else, but that's the way I look at it. I personally write how I feel, what works best for me. And we've talked about this before. What is sustainable is what's true to you. Agree. I thought you fell asleep there for a second. All right. So <laughs> thank you, Anna. That's a fantastic question. It's a very moving question. There's a lot there. I hope we answered something or gave some substance. But again, some of this, even though thinking about it, we're shooting at the hip here because that's that's a pretty deep question. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Cosmic Voice. If you have a question, a topic idea, or something you want us to address, just contact us through our Facebook page at The Cosmic Voice. You can listen to The Cosmic Voice at Spotify. Breaker, Apple, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and at thecosmicview.com. Check us out on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. Okay, folks, that will do it for another episode of The Cosmic Voice. Mick and I would like to say thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.